Hello, my name is Ray Montgomery. I'd like to welcome you to the Navigating Blindness podcast. And on today's show, we're talking about Giving Tuesday. And joining us today, we have Mr. Brandon Wells, Executive Director of the Bosma Visionary Opportunities Foundation. How are you doing today, Brandon? Ray, I'm doing great. Thank you for having me today. All right. And we also have Mr. James Michaels, VP of Programs at our Center for Visionary Solutions. How's it going today, James? Fantastic. Thanks for asking us to be on the podcast, Ray. And we also have Miss Aisha Burdine, former client. Yes. And hello, hello. How you doing, Aisha? I'm doing pretty good. All right. Cool. Well, I wanted to um, have um, all of you guys on the podcast today to really talk about Giving Tuesday and how this global day of giving uh, really, really impacts our center and really how it helps us continue our mission of uh, creating opportunities for people who are blind or visually impaired. So, Brandon, how you doing today on this uh, nice Wednesday? How's it going over there at uh, Bible Visionary Opportunities Foundation? Ray, it's going great. It's a very busy year for us, a busy, very busy time of year for us as we anticipate year-end giving and, yeah. and really planning for the new year. So, so Brandon, I know, you, uh, you know you've been – at Bosma, almost a year, not quite a year yet, but we're coming up to your, your first year next next February, I believe. So uh, could you talk about the Bosma Visionary Opportunity Foundation and why raising funds, especially this Giving Tuesday, is so important? Of course, Ray. Well, since 2009, uh, the Bosma Visionary Opportunities Foundation has been the fundraising arm for the Bosma Center for Visionary Solutions. So simply put, uh, my team and I are tasked to raise the money that is needed to provide support for our clients, such as Aisha, at the Center for Visionary Solutions. Okay. So how do you go about um, raising um, funds to support the center? Well, a lot of knocking on doors, a lot of shaking hands, a lot of attending meetings uh, in and around the Indianapolis area and, and statewide. Um, but one thing I do want to highlight, Ray, is we're very fortunate uh, and very blessed as a foundation to have a lot of tired and true supporters. So we have many corporations, businesses in Indiana that support us every year, that we can count on them to, to do things like sponsorship of activities, buying tables and dining in the dark, and, and just giving us money to, the, to do whatever we need to do with it. Um, we're also supported by a lot of really generous private donors that Bosma has become one of their favorite causes uh, for a variety of reasons. Sometimes it's because they have a family member or a friend who is blind or visually impaired, or they just have attended one of our events and they're inspired by our clients. Uh, but so, so we have a lot of organic uh, ways to, to generate funds, but it hasn't been enough. So you're going to see a lot of new exciting things coming up uh, for us to really up the ante on providing support for our clients such as Aisha. James, I'm gonna uh, turn it over to you. Uh, talk about Bosma Center for Visionary Solutions and the uh, programs that we do offer to Hoosiers who may be experiencing some form of vision loss. Sure, yeah. So Bosma Center for Visionary Solutions is really kind of like our headquarters here in Indianapolis um, where we serve people who are blind or visually impaired, but it's really, it's a center that reaches out as well. So it's our, our main like headquarters but we, uh, we serve people all around the state of Indiana. This past year, we served close to 1,000 people. We served 882 people coping with vision loss, and we took over 1,500 information referral calls. 
helping to provide people with critical information that helps them or their family members uh, navigate through this world of vision loss. Uh, we have a couple of core program areas, our vision rehab area, uh, which is where we work with people coping with vision loss, helping them to manage their daily lives and helping them to ready themselves for work or higher education or for senior citizens to help them to age in place, providing them with adaptive techniques and skills and managing life without vision or with limited vision. Then we have our employment services program where we have our, our youth program where we, we work with youth and just helping in, uh, children who are visually impaired to know that, you know, people who are blind work, people with disabilities, you know, work, we have careers. So we, uh, we talk with them about employment opportunities and start looking at planning for the future that they're gonna have a life of, uh, of employment and living that American dream that, that so many other people experience. Uh, and then we also have a, a program where we work with individuals seeking jobs to help them find employment in the community. Last year, we, we placed 25 individuals into jobs all around Indianapolis and the surrounding counties. So, so how does uh, the training that individuals receive uh, from our center, how does that training help them become, you know, more independent, um, you know, have a better self-worth, um, just really just believing in themselves? How do, how do you see that once, you know, you see them when they come into the program, you see them when they leave the program. So how does the training really um give them that sense of uh, that confidence that they need to really uh, face the world. Oh my goodness. You know, uh, the program that Aisha is going to be talking about here in a little bit that she went through our center-based program. I'll tell you, it's almost tangible to see the growth and confidence that people experience from the day they start until the day they graduate, which is usually about a 12, 12 to 16 week uh, time period. And they go through all different areas of training. That's everything from working with our counselor on the psychological and emotional adjustment to blindness, uh, through training and on travel training, uh, cooking, cleaning, medication management, assistive computer technology, um, tactile, developing their tactile skills, uh, braille, all those different things. Those things. Uh, into your, you know, your, your memory banks and learning how to do those things. But it's so impactful just, just seeing that, you know, some people oftentimes come here feeling like, uh, you know, they're hopeless. There's, you know, taking them from hopelessness to hope. And then also too helping people to realize, you know, you've lost your vision and things are different now, but you're not so different. You just have to do them in a different way. And once people get that feeling and they, they're around other people who are blind and they see that they can be successful. It's uh, it's pretty magical. And you know what, Raymond, I've been here over 20 years now and I'm still passionate about this place and what we do. And and uh, that's all in thanks to our clients, like Aisha. So um, like really going through the program, how much really does it uh, cost to really put a, a client through the program? I don't know if people you know, really know that, that expense. Yeah, it, it really does cost somewhere between twenty-eight to thirty-two thousand dollars to put somebody through that that twelve-week program, and um, so we uh, we do receive funding for from the state for part of that, but then there's a big portion of that 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 really comes from our our donors and our fundraising efforts, and 
and our, and our, of course, our business lines help support as well. But really, it's we lean heavily on our, our donors and, and funders to help us support our clients going through this program. Uh, so, Brandon, as far as with, um, you know, Giving Tuesday uh, being, you know, here right now. So talk about, you know, why individuals should give, you know, to the foundation to support, you know, and why that is important right now, especially on this Giving Tuesday. Sure, Ray. Well, James just highlighted something that's critically important for our donors and our, our corporate sponsors to understand is that while we live in a state that is providing significant resources to our clients, it's it's frankly not enough to meet all their needs, right? So our, our nightmare scenario as an organization is having to turn someone away that needs our help. Mm-hmm. And what the foundation does is raises money every year to make sure we never have to do that, that we never have to tell somebody who needs our support that we don't have the, the dollars to support them. And that's where our donors come in. So anyone who's listening to this that's thinking about giving to Bosma, know that giving to us is allowing someone to live their life as independently as possible. You're empowering them. And so Giving Tuesday is an excellent reminder of that. We will see uh, all estimates show that this Giving Tuesday around the nation, you're looking at about $3.2 billion to be raised for various causes, for various organizations. So the Bosma Visionary Opportunity Foundations, we, we want our slice of that pie, right? And I, I do want to share with our listeners and supporters some, some pretty exciting news. That And this, this is probably the best incentive, so I varied the lead a little bit here, that our donors have an opportunity this year to double their impact. Okay. So for every dollar donated on Giving Tuesday to our Center for Visionary Solutions, so James and his team, another dollar will go to our endowment, which will ensure clients like Aisha will be supported in perpetuity. So you will double your impact. So if somebody gives us $100 on Giving Tuesday, another $100 will be put into the endowment, ultimately turning your gift into a $200 gift. So I can't think of a better incentive than doubling your impact. And and that's what we're doing this Giving Tuesday. Hey, that's an incentive right there to give and to stretch your money even further. So definitely visit Bosma.org slash donate to make those contributions so brandon can they actually um can they actually um tell you where they want their funds to go can they you know get their funds to go to like a certain program how does that work absolutely so our our goal as a foundation is to always honor our donors intent right so there's various ways that they can support the foundation you know for example i have donors or corporations that their priority is to give to the endowment because they want to make sure that even after they're gone you know 30 50 100 years from now folks that are that are blind or visually impaired are supported uh, right now i will say that we're at critical mass for dollars that we need right away to to help our our current clients and our near future clients and while we want to be able to give in, in any way, we'll, and we'll take those gifts, our priority right now is to the Center for Visionary Solutions, to James and his team, to our clients. So that match right now is limited to those who are giving to our programming team. So if you want to restrict your donation to the Center for Visionary Solutions, that's how we're going to double your impact. I think that's a great, great place to start. And just really, I, I want to hear from Aisha. She went through the program. Um, she's a great, great uh, ambassador for the organization right now. So Aisha, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good, actually. 
So Aisha, um, you are a former client here at uh, Bible Center for Visionary Solutions. Could you talk about uh, what led you to come to our center and how the services that you actually received helped you become you know, more confident and more independent? Yes. So I went to the center May 9th of 2021, well, 2022, all the way until August, I believe it was the 26th. And what caused me to even come was because I kept hitting wall after wall after wall when it came to jobs. And every time I would look up jobs, I kept seeing a bunch of like at home, you know, call center things. And I was like, well, I really don't know how to use my computer anymore. You know, I graduated from the blind school and after years of not using something, you kind of lose it. And that's what happened when it came to my technology and my cane skills weren't the best. <laughs> mm -hmm. They were good, but they weren't the best. And I knew that if I went back to Bosma to get some help and guide me through what I needed to, I would be able to find me a job and travel more by myself. And since going to the center and successfully graduating, I can honestly say that's what helped me the most was my cane skills. I'm traveling by myself. I'm going to more places by myself. I'm also applying for jobs and like getting job interviews that I feel like I wouldn't have been able to get to unless I gave myself that time and was like, okay, yeah, you, you do need some training because what's working right now is not really working. And the technology was for me the biggest thing. And I got that. And I now solely use my computer for all the little tasks that I would normally do like online. I'm using my jaws. So that so talk, was my talk, biggest Talk to thing. me about that because a lot of people <clears throat> may ask, how do you use a computer since you have visual, mm -hmm. uh, visual impairment? What kind of uh, software do you need? Yes. So I use JAWS and it is a screen reader for PCs. And at first I was intimidated by it because it's a lot of like key commands you have to learn. But once you get in the groove of knowing what you do every day with your computer, it kind of just comes, you know, second nature. Like there's some key commands that I was taught back at the center that I was like, oh, I would never remember that. And now it's like a, a command that I use like daily. So I use JAWS and sometimes NVIDIA if my JAWS fails me, but those are the biggest two that I use. Yeah, screen reading software. And, you know, I know about mm -hmm. it. James knows about it. Screen reading software is um, definitely very expensive. That's about $1,200 oh, yeah. right there. Um, mm -hmm. $50 for a cane. So I just wanted to point that out because, you know, people don't understand that, you know, we have blind expenses that, you know, are not yeah. always covered, uh, you know, by your insurance and also 70%. Mm -hmm. That's a big number. Seven out of 10 people who are blind are unemployed, 62% mm -hmm. here in the state of Indiana. So uh, it costs. It, it's definitely a, a major cost with uh, some of the technology out there that we actually um, have to utilize here. Mm -hmm. um, so, Aisha, what was the best part of your rehab experience? Honestly, the family, like community, just everybody being so supportive, like the instructors there, even though it's their job to teach us, you know, it's still like you can go to any of your instructors and just be like, I am not having the best day. I've been trying to do this in your in your class and I'm like not getting it. It's just not working. It's not clicking for me. And like every single person, I can honestly say being at Bosma wants to see you win. They're actually coming to work every day, helping you out. If you want to cry, they'll cry with you. You know, if you need a hug, they'll hug you like whatever you need emotionally it's 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 there for you and I think that's one of the biggest things is because I know when I went to the blind school a lot of people always said they didn't feel like they had a family but like coming to Bosma 
no matter who you're talking to, it's it just, it's easy. You're not going to be so overwhelmed thinking like, dang, I have nobody. Like at Bosman, you have so many people and everybody wants to see you get to where you need to be on your graduation day, getting your, um, your, I don't know what you call it, certificate, getting your certificate, saying that you completed mm-hmm. your program and just being there for you every step. Aisha, this is James. Can I, can I ask a question about Aisha? Aisha, yes. would you mind sharing with the audience um, how old you were when you lost your vision and, and was it mm-hmm. sudden or was it gradual? Would you mind Would you mind sharing that a little bit? Yeah, so I was only 16. I lost my sight from pseudotumor cerebri and it was a condition that kind of built up over time. It didn't I, w- I would say it happened overnight, like the vision lost, but I was going through a lot of like total blackouts. And that's where my vision would go from like normal 2020 to like completely nothing. And now I'm 26 years old. So I've been dealing with this for a while now. And I guess losing my vision at that age, I was angry. I was upset. I was mad. And even when I was like 16, 17, coming to Bosma to do their STEP program, which is their student training employment program that actually puts us out there in the field of working to see what we would like and to show you basically like you can do whatever you put your mind to. The only person holding you back is you and being 16 and being 26 now is totally different on how I view myself now as like a blind adult for sure. Yeah. Well, you've come such a long way. It's, it's honestly, can I want our our audience to know this, you know, can you Mm -hmm. imagine at 16, you're living your life, and you're feeling like everything's going the way that you know you're, you're expecting it, and then, then all of a sudden you can't see anything. Can't I was in sports. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. was in sports, just trying to be a regular teenager, and life was like, no, you're not doing that anymore. <laughs> right, and you have, you know, you you realized, you know, you bounced through it all. You you mm-hmm. you had to live went through the school of hard knocks and, and figured out though, hey, I can do more. I want yep. to do more, mm-hmm. and uh, uh you are just a, a shining example of why we do what we do. And yes, James, James, you bring up a really good point too. Uh, I, I want people to know that the Bosma Visionary Opportunities Foundation and the Bosma Center for Visionary Solutions, we are the only organizations of our kind in the state of Indiana. Yeah. So our supporters and listeners need to know that, you know, there's people, we're blessed because there's people in other states that don't have programs like this. That mm-hmm. if they are diagnosed with a condition that will ultimately lead to blindness or, or visual impairment, they may not, they may quite literally have nowhere to go. Hoosiers have a place to go, but that place is not guaranteed. And support from our donors and support from our corporations and organizations in Indiana is critical to make sure that we're always here, right? So that that is another thing that, that we want to drive that point home, uh, that we need support that we need support on Giving Tuesday and always. So people in Aisha's shoes in Indiana have the support they need that we don't have to turn them away. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. So just want to hear from you, Aisha. Aisha, just tell us why should why should people donate, you know, to the mission um, of Bosma? Um, yeah. In your own just words. like you guys said, without this program and people donating to the program, it, like, it wouldn't work. Like, yeah, people could come to work every day, but, like, if this program thrives and works from donations, my story and stories like my, like 
the other clients wouldn't work. We wouldn't have those. So being able to hear my story and even see me on social media and be able to see that like Bosma works and it's not just like, you know, a scam or nothing, <laughs> like people's lives are really changing every single day with coming to the, pro- the Bosma program. Sounds like a plan. Thank you, Waisha. And give them your give, give them your TikTok. You, I know you're very big on social media. That, that you know, people yeah. are blind <laughs> can do all type of things. So you do a lot of social media content. Really, um, mm-hmm. you, you really just really um, you know show the story. Really, just show people your whole experience. Uh, give them a walkthrough of your life as you went through the center. Because I followed you mm-hmm. on Facebook and uh, talk about that really quick about how you know that interaction helps other people within the community. Uh, no more yes. about Bosman, about blindness. Okay, so my TikTok is Aisha Shea underscore. I'll give Ray the link. So, you know, if you want to see it, it'll probably be wherever the show notes are at. Um, so over the summer when I did the program, I posted like days of my life at Bosma, even like things that we did outside of Bosma at the hotel and things like that. Um, I really wanted to show people like, this program was going to be something that I made sure worked for me. Every step of the way, I decided that I was going to post about it when I was refreshing my Braille skills because I have four Braille books now that I like frequently touch into and read and all that good stuff to freshen up my Braille at all times to make sure I'm reading that properly. Um, I showed that. I showed my cane skills. I talked about the even the lows. Like I had a viral video over the summer with a taxi driver and I talked about that. Um, giving tours of different areas in the um, in Bosma Center, like the manual skills room, one of my faves. <laughs> and people really love to see me like make a basket or even make a coaster set, taking apart a toilet, like every little thing like that you can definitely find over there on my TikTok page because I wanted to show people that this is a program here that you should you should go to, you know? Um, while I was there, I had a lot of people tell me, you know, if people keep calling and saying, we saw this lady on TikTok wanting to come to Bosma. There's people that's in neighboring states that didn't even know about Bosma and now know about it because of me. And I think that's really, really, really big. Like I was just making, you know, days of my life. I didn't know that yeah. so many people was being touched by what I was posting, but that that that's why I do it. That's why I keep going with it. We love it. Let me, can, can I tell you what, the, the program that Aisha went through, we, we have about 45 people to 50 people that go through that program every year, that center-based training. And I'll tell you, you know, the way in which she put those informational videos out there on TikTok, I was just blown away. I, I could not believe how, how cool that was and how much that uh, she was able to share of what she was doing and, and just sum it up with that. Well, two minutes. There it is. <laughs> That was awesome. So thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you. That's awesome. Brandon, let them know how they could donate on Giving Tuesday. Absolutely. So bosma.org forward slash foundation. If you go to bosma.org forward slash foundation, there's a big donate button on the upper right. You can click that and we make it easy on you to donate. You can also always reach out to me as well. So if anybody wants to shoot me an email, Brandon W, that's B R A N. D-O-N-W at Bosma.org. Happy to hop on the phone call, chat with you, and just let you know about what we're doing. And we can talk about unique ways for you to support the foundation. Definitely. definitely. If you want to learn more, definitely uh, come over, take a tour. You'll learn a lot and you'll see uh, your funds in action. So once again, I want to thank everyone on the podcast today. 
Make sure you're subscribed to the Navigating Blinded podcast on Apple, Google, and SoundCloud. Follow us on all social media platforms. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Thank you. Thank you, Ray.